and see what you can find. If a daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If a daddy's poor, just do what you feel. Speed along the lane, you can turn or return to 25. When the sun goes down, you can make it, make it good and live by. Who's ready for Dom Day Tales episode 33? I'm your host, Justin, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the scoundrels of the scuttlebutt, the ambassadors of amusement, Donnie, Babe, and Cote. Our executive producer, Dizzy Patterson, is with us as always, dipping his hand into an overstock cooler of crispy cooled ones. Gentlemen, tonight's guests are no stranger to last call. They've had a couple cocktails or two in their Dom Day career, so let's chat about some of the world-class drinkers this tournament's brought to the fold. The last time the Mickey Mantle was awarded was in 2004 to Buff Bauer. If you were given the chance to award the Mickey Mantle one last time as a recognition of a lifetime achievement in the category of drinking, who would be the winner? Babe, why don't we start with you? Well, I think you'd have to go to Jonesy. That's the one I would look at. Hands down. Probably one of the best drinkers. Uh, I don't think he's professional yet, but he should be uh, well on the circuit. Awesome stuff. Cote, can't nominate yourself. Who are you going with? I'm going with Mike Donnelly. I honestly, he he's the first guy with a beer in his hand at the park every day and last one to leave Remo's on a Friday night. So hands down, a little surprised, I know, but I'm going to go with Mike Donnelly. I think he, he'd be the all-time Mickey Mantle winner. A little friendly fire. Donnelly, are you going to return it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know who you couldn't give it to. Uh, some stuff. Always good to get a couple edits in early, right, boys? Yep. All righty. Um, let's bring out tonight's guests. So they're the winner of a combined six Dawn Day titles and one Silver Brick Award. Grab your lip trap. It's Biscuit, Gibber, and Bam Bam. Please welcome to the show, Kevin, Mike, and Colin Woods. Hey, boys. Good to see you. What a trio. Six hey. Dawn Day titles between the three of you? you guys That's it? Horrible. Jeez. I got four of them. Yeah, thanks, oh. for, uh, thanks for breaking it out, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. It's been a bit of a drought. How, yeah, was- how, many, how many years have each of you guys played? I don't know. I know it's a tough, tough <laughs> question, know. but give it a shot. I'd say, the the questions are going to get tougher, guys. Huh? <laughs> Kevin, I how many I'd years? Say 16. 16. Mike? I would say I'm 13. I was, I think, three years after Kevin. Give her? Yeah, that would be, that'd be 12 for me then. So you guys are fucking. That's like ridiculous. Eight years and you got six. Yeah, it's Jesus. not very good. No. <laughs> We're not baseball players. Do you guys want oh. us to leave now? Or <laughs> the the intro wasn't about baseball. It was about drinking. Drinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So so where do we go from here? I feel like um, you know we might as well get a little bit of an introduction to these guys if you don't already know them. So why don't we start with you, Kevin? Obviously the oldest, but also as well the defending champions from Dom Day Forty Two, the coach of the Lip Bombers. Why don't you tell us a bit about the Lip Bombers and where you got that name from? Well, that's just something I always carry with me, my Lip Chap. So it's actually kind of funny because I did have Buff on my team, but I didn't realize with the jersey combo how closely it was to the Alarmer. So I really do love the Balarmer name. That was pretty funny. But next time I'll, I'll definitely change it up and try and differentiate myself a little bit from Buff's old, old franchise. It was great that you guys allowed me to have my franchise and it turned out to be a good year. And uh, it's strange that it's been so long actually, since, you know, that was the last one, but it's almost been three years, which is kind of unfortunate, but I'm looking forward to getting back at it and coaching again. Well, I guess maybe this is the question for the panel. Now that Kevin's been defending champion in theory for three years, 
does that bump the red machine and their back-to-back champion as no longer the longest winning champion in Dom Day history? Nobody have no. an opinion on that? No. No? We're still going to let Pete hold onto his mantle? Yeah. Well, you told well, I mean me it, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, a number of days, yes. You know, but, you know, but people really think of the Lip Bombers as a historic franchise. I don't know. that The jury's still out on that. Sounds like a fucking yeah. one-off. I know. I know. Oh. Awesome stuff. So maybe the most important thing, though, that happened at that, that Dom Day was uh, Kevin's experience leaving the, uh, leaving the party. Um, so, Kevin, why don't you tell us a bit about what happened? And not the Coles Notes version. I don't think Kevin remembers. I mean, well, I've seen the video, so let's yeah. go off the video. I see from what Sarah told me, I couldn't get up the stairs. We rented an Airbnb and the lower level, the, uh, the homeowners lived, and then they kind of rented out the above, which was stairs up to a balcony and then inside. So, um, yeah, I couldn't get up. Sarah sent Mike down. I think Colin followed him. He had my ankle. And Mike carried the rest of my body. So it's a lot of work for Colin, but uh, <laughs> and I think there were some shrubs hanging off me as well. Yeah. You I've only seen the video. You might as well head. ask these other two guys. Yeah. Mike, why don't you jump in and give a little bit of context as the guy who carried Kevin home? Well, it wasn't just getting up the stairs. It was getting out of the Uber. Um, but the, I think the best part of the story was we're in, I must've been a minivan or something. Cause there was a bunch of us and Rick is also in the back asleep just like kevin was so we couldn't get rick or kevin out and i thought they were joking at first i'm like come on get out of the uber what are you doing and just nothing they weren't moving so we finally got rick out he woke up and ran inside did his little sprint and then uh kevin we had to carry him like full fireman's carry he was out and the, vid- the video is pretty good because colin's just supporting his ankle <laughs> what are you doing back there? and then he had he had some bushes in his head and i just put him right on the couch his sandals are on the driveway the next morning. <laughs> yeah, ready to go. And and that must have been the first time Kevin's gotten really drunk at Dom Day, right? Because I don't remember any other time. Yeah. Yeah, we were shocked. Justin. Don't worry, we got a couple <laughs> more stories to talk about it that, that somehow end up uh, around Kevin getting wasted. Was that that place you guys rented in Rexdale? Was that the, the uh, where was that? Where was that Airbnb? Uh Colin's a geography been, guy, so ask him. We would have been on like the other side of Islington. We, other yeah, side of Islington. Yeah. Okay. It was it Beaumont Heights area? I think like up uh, above Albion Road, up in there somewhere. I thought it was in Tandridge. No, those shoes would have been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been missing. Awesome so we <laughs> we don't know where it was. It was in Rexdale, right? Did you guys drive there once sober? Fuck. Haven't you guys been hearing all the street names over these 32 episodes? Like, you know, we got to get a map. We need a map name of Rexdale. We should get one on a t shirt, Donnie. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'm going to just, I'm going to try and Google. Google, where did the Woodses stay at an Airbnb for Dawn Day 43? It's not responding. Well, Buff had one too, remember? Buff had an Airbnb and, uh, I, mean, I think he was in the nicer part of town, though. But yeah. uh, but uh, you get a better type of yeah. part of town when you pay more. The woods is we're being a little chintzy. Awesome <laughs> stuff. 
So let's bring out Mike Woods now. Mike, so obviously, Mike, uh, you're coach of the Titans. Why don't you tell us a bit about the origin of the Titans? The Titans, for those who don't know, are returning in Dom Day 43 after uh, missing the last last Dom Day after being eliminated in Dom Day 41. So the Titans are back. Why don't you tell us a bit about where um, that name originated from? Oh, God, I, I, I think I just like the movie Remember the Titans. I was probably watching it at the time and uh, kind of fit. Um, I was thinking something along the lines of the Great Dane, so I went to school, but it's a little too close to Dane. Then I'd have to draft him every year, which I ended up doing anyway. Um, but yeah, I stuck with the purple and the gold and the white, like my uh, school colors. And uh, yeah, that's the history of the Titans. Um, we lost in the finals one year, and that's as close as we came. So hopefully we'll be back in that championship game this year. So the question, I guess, Mike, obviously you've hit the portable with a home run. Everybody remembers that, 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 uh, that hit. Are you the undisputed number one pick in Dom day? Or do you think Daniel Gallagher still gives you a run for your money? Oh, I don't think I'm, I'm disputed number one. Um, unfortunately I have to take myself. That's why we're asking, you know, that as a fellow coach, I'm just trying to make sure that you go high enough. Yeah. I think I should be like a second, third rounder. If you're asking. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, so that no, makes I, me I, a four-eighth runner. I think there's probably two or three guys that can play shortstop that also can hit the ball that I would I would take ahead of myself. Fair enough. And Colin, Colin Woods, the youngest, with your the nickname Gibber. Gibber, why don't you tell us a bit about how that nickname came to came to fruition? <laughs> so, I guess this would have been my probably rookie year. I was still. In high school at the time, I had been at a lacrosse camp all day and somehow got convinced to be the DD to drive a bunch of these guys home from the shoot the shit night. I believe Donnie was involved in this, <laughs> where the nickname originated from. So I don't know what bar we were at, but I was sitting there exhausted. I'm like, you know, I can't sit here anymore. I'm just going to go wait in the car. I'll have a little nap in the car. Just come, come get me when you guys are ready. So it was cold then and there. So I turned the car on, cranked the heat. I'm like, all right, I'll just leave this on for a bit, get it going. Then obviously fell asleep with the heat full blast crank, probably fall asleep for an hour, an hour and a half. Then I get woken up by these morons knocking on the door, jumping in the car. And it is a like sauna in there. Like <laughs> they could barely get in the car themselves. And then I just got heckled by them the whole night. And somehow Gibber yeah. came from that, if that makes any sense. Donnie came up with Gibber. Yeah. yeah I, Donnie I, had some color. Well, I, I first of all, where we were was there's a hotel down the end of like a sort of a cul-de-sac, right where the Marriott uh, courtyard is there uh, off the airport. I, I don't know the name of the street, but, uh, you know, where Feudy used to stay all the time down that road. Yeah. There was a really nice looking hotel with a, with a beautiful bar, remember? Uh, at least it was beautiful before we got there. And that was our first shoot the shit there. And we went in there and tore it up. And like Gibber said, you know, he, I, I don't know. I don't know how we ended up all leaving, but uh, oh yeah. He, you know, Colin's got the car out there in the parking lot. We go out there and the fucking thing was like, it was, <laughs> and it, this is, first of all, it's an 85 degree or whatever you guys call it. 85 degree day in the first place. And the heat's on and the seat heaters, too. So we get in the car and you're just sweating, right? 
and we just tore into him. I mean, I, I think I think I might have went a little overboard. <laughs> it just started. I mean, it was just ridiculous. We had the sweat going. We had. I mean, it was just. And now, where Gibber came from, who knows? It's like the other the other eighty nicknames of Dom Day, right? <laughs> just, just pull it out of your ass, but it's, like with a caramel, like <laughs> exactly. Oh, that'll be cut. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Coach Day. So, but yeah, and that was yeah. And then you're like, yeah, we'll just make a quick stop at State Queen, which oh, yeah. may have oh, yeah. lasted over an hour as well. Yeah. <laughs> With Juicy a good tender cr- steak on a Kaiser. Yeah, yeah. With, a, with a good crowd. And it was probably when Cote grabbed the mic and just leaned over the counter and they, they had that, you know, the mic that was on the, uh, you know, the elastic or whatever. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you would just grab it and pull it over and go, crispy golden brown Ontario French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy steak on a Kaiser. Steak Queen always had those great onion rings. Remember, they were they big, were huge ones and they were like yeah. really thick. Like yeah. They were exceptional and they'd come out sometimes you just, honk on one and yeah remove the skin from the roof of your mouth it was excellent uh, they tasted better after 20 beers at about yeah. 10 shots you know exactly so, but steak yeah. queen you could always get beer too remember right yeah and right. cognac i heard cognac they serve cognac. Oh, fire oh, fire no, fire pit fire pit had cognac cognac yeah. fair <laughs> enough fair enough so okay so we got three guys not you know not to pump anybody's tires but pretty athletic guys yet none of you guys won rookie of the year um, when you entered Dom Day, does anybody remember Colin? Who did you lose Rookie of the Year to? I think you guys were talking about it on a prior podcast. I believe that was I was in the same year as uh, Shep, Matt Shepard. I believe won it that year. I think it was me, Ian, and him. And yeah, I think that's how that all went down. I wasn't good very good, so good I don't crop. Think I deserve to win it. Good crop of guys, though. <laughs> Mike, do you know who you lost Rookie of the Year to? Oh, of course I know. But uh, so I came in the year. Uh, same as Bobby Philman, and there was one other person other than Justin on the panel. Do you guys know who won Rookie of the Year that year? I see Willie Walker. Dicker. <laughs> no, David Coates. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you lost to my brother? <laughs> yeah. He, he knows I couldn't believe that was his first soccer. time. Yeah. He had a long trip home. We wanted to make him feel good. <laughs> yeah. Holy and who's shit. had the better good career? career. Yeah, who's had the better Dom Day career, you think? That was his career. <laughs> and he won. <laughs> and Kevin, do you know who you uh, lost Rookie of the Year to? I'm not 100% sure, but I came in the same year as uh, Ryan Annan, I believe. So it may have been Ryan. That must have been it. So, yeah, it was, you and, yeah. <laughs> it was you and Ryan Annan, but you lost to Dicker. Dicker. So. <laughs> <laughs> So looking back, guys, I mean, you know, astonishing class of, of, of rookies. Maybe Colin was the only one that was slightly a competitive class, but the rest of you guys, what the fuck happened, I guess. Awesome stuff. So we're going to transition, guys, kind of before we talk about a bit about, you know, your your memories of all the times Colin got drunk. But why don't you tell us a bit, and, and Mike, why don't we start with you, some of your early childhood memories of Dom Day. Like, what are some of your first things that come to mind when you think about the pre-booze of, of Dom Day? Um, I just think about getting excited to go to the field um, we would always stay at my grandparents place um grandma grandpa woods they would all they were smart they went up to the cottage that weekend so we got to uh stay at their place and i guess i would remember you know we we're so young and we would always just have sleepovers there like everyone all the parents would go to the parties and then it started out like andrew Coates would, would be our babysitter so we would have like a big crew at my grandparents 
with like the McCrays, the Fillmans, the Coates's and watch movies and whatever. But we spent a lot of time, you know, at the, at the field and, and actually watching the baseball. It was pretty fun um, playing, you know, mini, mini lacrosse in the back, playing on that jungle gym, um, just kind of joking around with the other little kids that are there. Not little kids, but like kids your own age. Um, and then you see people like once a year, like Justin, we might see a couple times a year. Derek's in from Calgary, but kind of every time you get within that Dombe crowd, it's kind of like nothing changed since the year before, except for the year that I didn't see Derek for two years. And he left, well, he's probably, you know, five, two coming yeah. back. He missed two years. I think he comes back. He's like six, four with the deepest voice ever. <laughs> like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much my memories. Just love being at the field and and being a part of it. Yeah, and Donnie, our our grandparents lived on Dashwood. Just so you're Dashwood. Gonna follow a three, wasn't it? There. Three Dashwood. <laughs> yeah. Two. Oh yeah. Off the of thistle down. <laughs> new, uh, new territory. New territory. Yeah. Did you say new or nude? <laughs> <laughs> that was off Albion Road. That's right. Exactly. You go up Barker Hill. Yeah. Barker Colin, Drive, what yeah. about what about you? What are some of your me- memories of Casefield and Dashwood? Yeah, a lot of lines of the same thing there. I know there was early on, like we would always be there for the Saturday. And then I remember like the like you, Justin and the coaches would get mad at us because we would then leave and go up to our grandparents up north a few years. So Cindy would round us up, drive us Saturday night all the way to Port Carling, drop us off, and then she'd just turn around and go back and, I guess, kind of ditch us for the Sunday. But that was it was pretty much just always just spending extra time with all the cousins. And then slowly, one by one, Kevin started playing. So then I, we, he wasn't hanging out with us during the party. And then Mac, and then Mike, and Bobby. And then by the end of it, it was just me and Spencer McRae just – probably just count down the days so we can finally go join everyone and make it to the party. So that's always have memories of that. Awesome stuff. And Kevin, what about you? What are some of your early childhood memories at Dom Daly? Pretty similar. I just remember it being on the calendar. It was like another holiday. So it was just a time we'd always see family again. So, you know, you'd see them obviously at Christmas, maybe Thanksgiving and then Dom Day. So just another date on the calendar where we'd, we'd see family, whether we're up north with my nan and grandpa or we'd see my grandma and grandpa or stay at their house. Sometimes we'd see my aunt Sue. So it was just family. A lot of what Mike and Colin said. Awesome stuff. So speaking about family, why don't we transition into, you know, talking about somebody who gave you the opportunity to feel like family when you moved in with them temporarily in Calgary. Kevin or Colin, why don't we start with you? What was it like having Kevin Woods as, as a roommate for a bit when he moved out to Calgary? It was wonderful. Um, originally, he wasn't going to stay with us. He was just going to come out. He was hired by Frankie Tarasco to work at Shaw Flooring and came out to Calgary. And I said to Woody, I said, hey, if Kevin needs a spot to stay, he can stay with us. And of course, Kevin had a few lacrosse buddies out there. He's going to shack up with them. A day before he's leaving, I got the call from Woody, uh, Kevin might need to stay for a couple of days. And so it was great to have him for a couple of days, which, you know, equals four months, probably 23 <laughs> days and 17 hours. Uh, but he was great. He took over. And unfortunately, you know, Derek wasn't there. Derek had, he was away playing hockey. So Kevin, you know, went and he took Derek's room 
ended up, you know, we used to call him the fake Derek because he'd have all Derek's buddies and, you know, be doing all the stuff that Derek would have done. So it was just wonderful having him. I wasn't playing hockey. I was in Estevan and I didn't have, Estevan. were you in Estevan? Yeah. And I didn't have any friends there. And I remember I would just like, and you still look don't. at my phone and there would be Kevin in the basement yeah. of my house, hanging out with all my friends, going to a concert and being like, Oh, this is so fun. I'd be sitting <laughs> in my basement alone. Just like, Oh, wow. Johnny, Mo- Johnny Moog. Johnny Moog. Oh yeah. Moog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'd be FaceTime and dizzy. <laughs> the, the best night though was it was about two thirty in the morning i heard her back door you know jiggling away and i go you know i wonder what's going on i go flying down there there's kev he's got his what's your fishing buddy the guy who worked out in calgary and all he did was fish yep jones, jones, jones. Yeah. and he goes hey babe uh, it's jonesy my buddy <laughs> <laughs> I drag them in and freaking threw them downstairs and go down the next morning. They're crashed out on the couch. And yeah, I said, well, this For, is, yeah. Forgot this, your, uh, your garage code there. Yeah. You got to simplify it. Yeah. yeah. I had, a, down to I had one, a number. one number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Kevin, what about you? What are some of your memories about living out in Calgary with, with, uh, with babe and family? Oh, it was awesome. Like, like uh, babe said, you know, Frank took a chance on me and I decided to, you know, switch a completely different part of the country, move to Calgary, take this job. You know, I still wasn't hundred percent sure about it, but I was, wasn't doing much at the time. And it was just great to have Colin and Sherry and just like a second family there immediately. And like, like Dizzy said, I, I literally became the new Derek and I was hanging out with all his buddies and I got on a couple hockey teams because of it. And, just right away, I just had friends and family, so it was. It couldn't have been better, you know. It was awesome. What year? What year was that? I think it was 2015. I started in January, so it was yeah, right after Christmas. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did stay till March or April. <laughs> May or May. Had for, yeah, yeah. I had to wait yeah. for this. No, let's not get caught up in that. <laughs> And it but all it was amazing, out. though, how many buddies you had from university there. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, which is so rare. Yeah, that I met in North Carolina, and yeah. I think there was five of us. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and then, babe, you went on to MC Kevin's wedding last year. I want to say, or two years ago, <clears throat> three years ago. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And how was that? Oh, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was fine. I go, you know sometimes your humor doesn't hit the crowd to everybody. And, you know, I expected a couple of tables to be laughing, but they were like freaking crickets out there. So, you know, at Woody and, and uh, Cindy and, you know, Sherry and Pam and Frank, and then we had Derek and then we had Kevin's other group of buddies, which they were gunned by the time the wedding even started. So, uh, yeah. So anyways, it, it does happen every once in a while, but it was fun. It was a great time. That's I was awesome honored stuff. to do it too. Awesome stuff. So, yeah, okay. So- pretty, uh, sorry, I'll just jump in. I got one pretty funny story. I, I think I can't remember when it was, but we, I had Derek's buddies over. There was probably 10 or 12 of us. Neither we had ended up there after the bar. We're pre-gaming to go to the bar and we're playing. Uh, he had a ping pong table kind of in the back of his basement and all the way across the room was their living room. And Colin had just bought like this brand new big screen TV. He got at uh, got down in the states on some sale when he went down to Montana, picked it up, 
<laughs> we're playing this game and you're running around the table and you have to hit it to the next guy. And then it, you know, it starts with seven or eight guys and you go all the way until it's one-on-one. And so you're running around and you're hucking this, this ping pong ball. And I think I got down the final three, one round and I was so pissed. I missed the ball. I just kind of instinctively threw the racket and in slow motion, I can see this thing going about 20 feet across the room, right into the TV. And whatever the boys are watching, what hockey game, it just went black. (laughs) So So I go down finally. I have, I go, I can't wait to watch. There is a big game on. I go, I can't wait to watch it on this big screen TV. I go down, I go, fuck, the thing's not working. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm checking all the wires. And finally, somebody tells me that it has been hit by a ping pong racket. Yeah. So it was, it was toast. It was, it was toast. toast yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was no fixing it. And Kevin did replace it. That was very kind of you. Very did nice. Did he expense it with Shaw? Maybe Frankie's not listening, <laughs> yeah. and I hope not. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Just a different computer, a different computer expense. Exactly, Cote. Yeah. That's, That's good, good stuff. So, okay. So why don't we talk about some Dom Day memories as well? So why don't we start with uh with Colin Woods? Um, you guys played credit card roulette a few years at, at Dom Day. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I think Cindy might have touched on it when she was on this podcast. But uh, yeah, Friday at the field, we had this genius idea to throw our three credit cards in a hat. And then we were going to do Friday, we pull one out. And then that guy's got to pay for the night. And then Saturday and Sunday. So knowing what goes on Sunday, no one wanted that day. So we think we did it up. I had the Friday, Kevin had the Saturday, and Mike had the Sunday. So we go into to Remo's, and the, the bartenders are great with it, too. So I gave them the card. I'm like, hey, listen, it's me, those two. Don't let anyone else use it. And when they order a drink, too, there's going to be a code word. You got to make sure you say fresh cakes. What was <laughs> so it? You got to say fresh cakes. <laughs> I don't know why we came up with that either. But anyways, it worked. They were doing it because... I know Kevin came up to me like two different times asking me what the password was. So, <laughs> so, so it was working. Because he was banged up. <laughs> yeah. So then I think the Saturday was when we first did the bowling too. So I remember that first year there was, they were not prepared with how many people we were coming and how many people wanted to buy beers. I remember they're handing us these like dusty bottles that have been in the shelf for a few <laughs> years, it seemed like. So we, I you think we were Molson, sitting there. You want Molson Golden or Export? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So we were sitting there thinking, like, there's no way this counts for Kevin. Like, the night can't end now. And then I think that's when we went to Jack Astor's. And then that kind of sort of became a little oh, annual geez. thing now after the bowling. Now we've kind of started to go there as well. So, like, that's kind of how that all started. And then Mike got stuck with the Sunday bill. By that point, Rick and Cindy had figured out what was going on. So I think his was uh, pretty, pretty hefty on that Sunday. Yeah. So Mike, why don't you, why don't you jump in here and tell us a bit about getting stuck with the Sunday bill? I knew it was going to be bad when uh, Rick and Cindy started ordering off of it too. But, uh, and Kevin and Colin and you know them at at the parties, they're not just buying for themselves too. They're, they're around. And Gordy and Panther and uh, and everyone else, but everybody was no, having I, fresh cakes that night. And this was like when I, I think I was home from school. Like I didn't have a career. <laughs> I might not even have started my summer job yet, like cutting grass. How'd you get a card? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, my library card. 
But, well, uh, I, no. if I'm correct, that Colin Patterson, who I believe is on this call, he also had his son piggyback onto his credit card one Dom Day party. And hence, Share Bear was not happy, if I'm well, correct. We often share tabs, me and my dad. We often share tabs. Yeah. The Wii yeah. story. Yeah. We yeah. Do. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that, does that go both ways, though, babe? Uh, no, not that I've seen. It's a one-way street. It's going my I just way. remember Babe yeah. getting that bill, and he was like, oh, Share Bear's not going to be happy with this. <laughs> Derek thought he should buy shots for the entire bar throughout the night. Which Kevin I thought was going Danny on Pike's Coast. tab. Yeah. So I was all right with it. <laughs> then I got my tab at the end of the night. I'm like, what the frick's going on? And then a learning experience, like, right? For everybody. Yeah. So <laughs> what was the was the code was the code word the same the whole weekend, or did you change it up night by night? the fresh cakes was that i don't know i think that was something that i did just to yeah. make sure there wasn't you know all the other all you other people trying to hop in on it well i was just gonna say so cote babe let's let's get right on that at remos I'm, oh yeah I'm, as soon as we yeah. find yeah. out we're calling <laughs> fresh cakes and yeah. 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 get it on get it on the group text and away we go uh, i'll have to change it up you won't know it <laughs> well, well uh, we had to uh Sorry, we had to switch it up because uh, I think every year prior at Remos, we were just known as Firefighter's Son. And then <laughs> the bartenders there, they knew us and they just put it right on Rick. That was perfect. Well, maybe you can come up with something a little more manly than fresh cakes. <laughs> well, that'll be cut. Thanks. <laughs> I think it was from Ted, too. We must have just watched that movie. Okay. Awesome stuff. And Mike, what do, you, what do you think that bill cost you on the Sunday night, if you were to guess? Do you remember? I think it was close to 500. <laughs> um, Cindy, Cindy actually, I think she gave me like 200 the day after. She felt really bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was up there. Yeah, it's a good drinking effort. <laughs> and that was just their pre-drink, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome stuff, guys. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about some of the baseball. Uh, I, need, I need a drink first. Do you mind? I'll be yeah, right go yeah. go for it, yeah. Donnie. Because I we are going to want Donnie to weigh in on this topic, because um, there was a bit of a gauntlet thrown by one of these guys. Um, so we'll wait. I think that was the first time we started those jackasses nights. Yeah, it well, definitely because was they, because they, ran they out didn't of beer, have any right? beers. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I got off pretty easy that night at the bowling. It was probably a quarter of what Mike's tab was. Yeah, well, bowling, it's a dollar a beer. Yeah, he spent more on shoes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, it was funny because the first time Mike and I, we were booking the bowling, we we called the guy and we ended up speaking to the owner, um, you know, and and I told him, I was like, hey, we drink a lot. We drink a lot of Coors Light. You got to have a lot. And he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We always have a full, full fridge. No problem. No problem. We have a full fridge. And we said, no, we drink a lot. And, um, yeah, we showed up and we drank the place dry within in an hour and a half. And he called me like a week later saying like, oh, he was profusely apologizing, saying he under underestimated the amount that our group could drink. And he said, if he, we would give him the honor of giving him a second chance next year, he would fix it. But I remember we were, we were there and, you know, we drank everything and, and he was pulling out, they were pulling out like these, these old dusty bottles that they had from like 20 years ago. Like there was most of X coming out. There was a bunch of bottles you don't see that, that often anymore but uh, they fixed it a couple years later and they brought in coolers if you do recall so awesome stuff okay donnie so we wanted you to be here for the next topic because you know as i said there was a bit of a a, a gauntlet thrown down 
in terms of uh, somebody saying that maybe this was the best Dom Day team in Dom Day history. Um, so the 2010 Rebels, winners of DDC 33, somebody said this might be the greatest team in Dom Day history. Um, so we're going to go to Mike and Colin to discuss this team. But before we do, I'm going to run through the roster. And Donnie, I'm going to get your opinion on where this might stack up in the history. And, and obviously, Colin and, and Cote add some color. Sure. sure. The roster happy. is Nick Wolf, Dick Delmer, Danny Coates, Bobby Philman, Mike Woods, Colin Woods, Hook Fisher, Wally Walton, Tex Patterson, and Dave Napier. Where does that rank for you? I mean, that, that's, that's a good team. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, uh, uh, when you look at, you look down that list, I mean, that's until you get to the bottom, you know, it's a good team. Right. And you, let's go, let's go the other way. So if I was to ask you, is this the best team in Dom day history? And I call out these names, what would your answer be? Dave Napier, Tex Patterson, Wally Walton, Hook Fisher, and the rest of the guys are good, but I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't know if you can go there, Justin. I, I just, you know, like the best team in history, you know, have you looked at the, have you looked at the Beasley's team that won it all in the uh, Dom Bay 26? Hotel 19 and 83. Come on. Yeah. I mean, there's wow. another, you know, I mean, who made I this mean, work? Who, who decided that this is the greatest team? I don't know. Some, did. Somebody yeah. said it again. I don't know who the friggin' somebody is, but somebody Crack said it. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I lost. I, I lost the production notes on on who said it, but uh, Mike and Colin, you guys were obviously members of this team. Do you want to speak on behalf of the uh, anonymous prognosticator? Yeah, I just heard it from all the, the sports writers um, recently. <laughs> um, there was, I think it was on. Pardon the interruption uh, last night, but uh, <laughs> you got to you got to put Hook Fisher in in the good side of the players. He's he's a good player, and that was the ultimate steal for that draft. I think we took him in the eighth round. He was a rookie. So whoever gave his rookie status to the, the team's draft and definitely uh, sandbagged that. Yeah, and I think oh. the team was a lot better with the fact that Rick wasn't playing that year. He was just coaching. So I think that had to do wow. a lot with it as well. Right, <laughs> That's right. That, that, there's a forgotten point, isn't it? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Yeah, it all makes sense now, right? But look at the other teams that were in the tournament, Okay. And let's go to the record book on this, okay? The the gray the grays were in that tournament. <laughs> I was a member of that grays team. <laughs> were you? Read oh, a couple yeah. of names off of there, Donnie, yeah. from the yeah. bottom up. I mean, from the bottom the, up. Yeah. Oh, from the bottom up. Okay, uh, Justin Size. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, Muffin English. Remember Ooh. Muffin? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crispy Hume. Uh, <laughs> Porsche Kid. Okay. You know, like, Let's okay. stop there, Donnie. Yeah. Stop there. Did yeah. you cool. did you beat the Grays? I think we played yeah. them five times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean that's that's unbelievable. That's a, that's a great great attribute. Okay, now, then we have one of the one of the weaker tavern teams of all time. And I should I go from the bottom up? Yeah, bottom Maybe up. Our, okay, you've got Farley Mowat. <laughs> remember Farley Farley Mowat? Who was that guy? I do remember <laughs> the name. <laughs> He was bad. He was bad. The great right? name. Oh, was Kevin, Kevin, you were on that team. Oh, were you on both teams? Uh, no, Rick elected not to bring Kevin. Mm. In. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. that was year he didn't draft yeah. him. Yeah. So did, did, did you beat the Tavern that year? We were yeah, undefeated that year. 
Oh, were I think they did beat us if yeah. we played them. Yeah. Yeah. Senior Cote was on that team. Fergie, Kenny Murak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I mean uh, you were you were virtually handed a fucking pass into the playoffs. I mean, it's just ridiculous. This is one of the weakest group of of ball players we've ever had in the tournament. And you're calling this the best team ever? Dom Day 33 guys. Memorable. Can we get some shirts made, babe, for this? Yeah. Yeah. Greatest, greatest team, them. greatest team of all time. Yeah. Donnie, how them. many teams were there? Uh, I think, well, let's go to the schedule. Hotel, Rebels, Dogs, Tarts, Alarmers, Grays. Six. I don't think we played them, Donnie. I don't think Sixteen. we played them. No? No. no. They Actually, you, 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 uh, you opened the tournament against them, babe. Oh, but we did. We probably lost yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Read, read yeah. from the bottom of that one, Donnie. Uh, the bottom of the uh, hotel? Yeah. Bottom up? <laughs> I, I don't know if this is true or not, babe. The, the first thing. First name is Gord Cack. Gordy Cack. He wasn't on that team. Did he ever play it's in Dom? <laughs> Sammy T. Yeah. Al Macaroo. Yeah. Uh, Terry Sanko. Okay, stop there, please. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> He's on the blue now. Did Gord Cack play? <laughs> he never played. Gord Cack used to play lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> in this case, he's or a year older in case. I, yeah. <laughs> I think that was at the end of the program, the last night, you know, you're just filling in names, but no, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They were one of the greatest teams of all time. There's no question. Yeah. Can we move on from this topic? Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. Well, you know what? So we'll just summarize. They beat the, the 2010 10 rebels did defeat the nine alarmers, which wasn't one of the teams that we named from the bottom up, but um, they beat the nine alarmers in the final. They went undefeated. Um, Dom Day 33, um, and every Woods but Kevin won that year, right? So, Wonderful. Yeah. What else we got tonight? Um, okay. On to, uh, so yeah, now that we've pumped up Kevin and, or Colin and Mike, now we're going to bring down Kevin, <laughs> which is a thing. We just tonight. did. We just yeah. did. <laughs> we're going to do it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> So one of one of Kevin's uh, athletic highlights. I mean, Kevin's got many. We're going to talk a few about them. But the first was the three strikeout night. Kevin, why don't you talk a bit about that three strikeout night? And and uh, we also have somebody else on the phone who is a part of that three strikeout night. So why don't we start with your perspective on the three strikeout night? Well, that one you have to go back way earlier in the day. We're obviously at the track. That was because that was the Friday night, I believe. So the first night of the games, I think I had maybe the first or second game of the night. And yeah, we're at the track. Colin obviously didn't have a game that night. So at the track, he's feeding me beers the whole time. Sure enough, I'm drinking the beers. So it's my own fault. But anyways, fast forward, we get to the we get to the field and I think I'm still drinking. I'm not really helping with the fence or the setup. I just continue on. Mike and Colin will tell you that's pretty typical. Anyways, game starts, and I think I went 0 for 3 along with uh, two other guys that day. I don't know if we played each other dizzy or we were just all 0 for 3 that night, but it was me, you, and Spencer McCray. We were on the same team all tournament, Kevin. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I remember that day. It was a specifically hot day at the track, so it wasn't your fault drinking that much. I remember it was – just liquids were at a premium. That and was I remember year. setting up. Huh? 
That wasn't the year you guys wanted the track, was it? No, but we were trying they, to. They wanted a different that way. same energy. Other way. Yeah. You make it sound like it was difficult to get Kevin like that. I just thought it'd be really funny. <laughs> Completely <laughs> forgot we were on the same team. I don't think you that guys wasn't were. A good, that wasn't a good year for us, I don't think. Yeah, that was a historically bad snappers team that year. No, that was a couple years later that you guys were both you both destroyed my franchise. But we I don't think so. That one. I think that was that year. No, that was that was the year I had Kevin and Danny Coates on my team, and that was uh, that was a heart attack in itself. A lot of fun. We closed down the bar every single night. But uh, I remember we played. I re- I remember because the reason why I know you weren't on that team was because Kevin went over three. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what happened after Kevin went over three in a second. We'll get his brothers to weigh in. But the next day, I think we played at 9 a.m. in the morning and, and we had decided after going over three that we were going to shut down Remos um, that night. And we were going to take a team photo at 1 a.m. or whatever at, at Remos. And we had me, Kevin and, and Danny and we played at 9 a.m. And I'm standing by the field at 855 and Kevin and Danny both are at the field. And I remember Rick walks by and he goes, warned you this would happen <laughs> and of course they showed up literally at 8 59 right before the, the game but i remember being like fuck kevin goes over three in game one and he's not making it to game two it didn't look uh didn't look good at that point but uh, wasn't that you dizzy i thought it was yeah no I I'm pretty sure it was weird that, like, the snappers had probably seven hits all tournament i had two i think it was a year where Either Rex was there, Coatsy's buddy, or a couple of your buddies, Dizzy, from Calgary. So I think I remember watching you guys show up basically in the second inning or right before game time. I think it was you and Coatsy. Maybe. It may have happened multiple times. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think this yeah. happened a few times. Yeah. So, yeah. so, Colin, obviously you were the instigator. Why don't you tell us a bit about what actually went down at the, the track? Yeah, just a normal day. I just I just didn't have to play, so I flew under the radar. But uh, I I remember because it was just me and Kevin at the track, so Mike could probably speak to it more. But Mike showed up and had all of Kevin's gear. And what did he say to you, Mike? He just stormed up to you to even say hi. <laughs> yeah, I just got there from work. I just drove maybe an hour, pull up. Kevin just comes up to me, cross-eyed. I need my gloves, my cleats, and my shoes or my, or my mitt. I'm like what? And he can't even see straight, and he's about to play. <laughs> like Colin, what'd you do to him? This is before Sarah. P.S. Before Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Then Cindy showed up too, and then she was like, looked out. He's like, has, has Kevin been drinking? I'm like, nah, he's all right. And we look out in the outfield, and he's by himself, warming up, doing the biggest crossover runs all the way across the field. I'm like, yeah, he, he might be a little bad. <laughs> Unbelievable. Awesome stuff. And I, he, he, good thing he showed up to the game on Saturday because we were driving home from Remo to back to the hotel and we were driving past the airport and Kevin was convincing us just to drop him off here. I'm, I don't want to play anymore. Take me back to Calgary. Yeah, that, that was the fly in <laughs> from Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and wreck another TV while Babe's not home. <laughs> So I actually do have the team that year because I do remember as well. So Kevin was on my team that year and that was the year we took these team photos. I, I don't think you guys can see it, but I remember Kevin had gone over three and we had the, the team photo that Eric was taking of everybody, the, the long shots. And I remember we had to convince Kevin to actually be in the photo. 
because Kevin told us he didn't deserve to be a part of the team photo after letting us down for going 0 for 3 in the strikeout. But that team, that team that year, no, Dizzy was not on it. It was with with Danny Coates and, and Tom Delmer. Um, so those were those were the oh and Jordan Patterson and and another Delmer. So those were the guys that we shut the bar down with. But I'm sure Dizzy, you were absolutely there. But I remember um, the other thing as well was we were at we were at Woodbine Racetrack and and Colin will tell you he's only ended up on a few franchises in his Dom Day career. I, I don't know what it is about him, but he's either played for I think the Titans, the Rebels, the Snappers, or or the Beers. So family or me who is who has drafted him in his Dom Day career. And I remember at Woodbine that year. He had played for the snappers, I think for two years in a row or something like that. And Kevin was on my team and he had the night off and he came up to me and he goes, he goes, you should have drafted me this year. I'm going to get Kevin really fucked up right now and you're going to pay for it on the field later. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, he got Kevin wasted, went over three later that night at Remo's Colin goes, I told (laughs) you in pure Collinwood's fashion, but yeah. I guess we're a package deal. eh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Some stuff. Any other memories of, of that night, guys? Well, Spencer McCray was the other one who got three strikeouts. We can't uh, forget to mention that. I'm sure he'd be uh, wanting to hear that. Yeah. But for Spencer's sake, he and Dizzy did it just so he wouldn't feel so bad, right? Right, Dizzy? <laughs> you know, we wanted to we wanted to have a picture with him and him not be by himself. So that's really nice of you guys. Who was first? Who was first? Who struck out first? I thought me three. and Kevin were in the same game, so clearly I'm not the guy to ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we might have played each other. We got to go back to the tapes to find that yeah. one. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome stuff. So while we're while we're talking about shitty performances by Kevin on the Whippersnappers, we're going to talk about him winning the Silver Brick, um, which was a, a, a few years later. Surprisingly, Kevin actually, after that first game, um, turned it around and played well, but we ended up giving him the, uh, this was the year actually that Dizzy you were on that we tried to nominate the <clears throat> snapper team for the silver brick, but Kevin, you won the silver brick and it became a bit of a bad luck charm around the house. So why don't Mike, why don't we get you in here and tell us a bit about, um, your experience after Kevin won the silver brick. Yeah. So I just remember in my room at, at the house, you know, my parents' house in, uh, in Newmarket, Kevin had put the silver brick up on the shelf. And I guess we had shared a room at that point. He goes off to, he's, he's still in school. He's doing his master's and, and I'm home from school. And every morning I'd wake up and I'd see this brick on the shelf. And it was, I, I didn't really notice it at first, but I would, I would always see it. And then finally, eventually I'm like, why am I staring at this silver brick? I didn't win this. So I threw it in the garage. Oh, and, and sorry, previously I, I kept applying for different jobs and unsuccessful, unsuccessful, just no luck. I threw this silver brick in the garage, like in the very back. I think I got a job the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the bad luck. It was the omen. And then uh, Colin and I are playing against each other in a, in a ball hockey um, league in town. And I show up to the finals. We're playing each other. And I open up my bag and <laughs> the silver bricks just sitting right in my helmet. <laughs> That's but, uh, yeah, I don't know who won that game. I can't remember who won, but yeah, it was who won bad, that game? Luck, bad luck. I don't know. We played each other in the finals like four years in a row, but pulling yeah. out all the stops there. Uh, that's classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome stuff. And and none of you guys else have won won a won a silver brick, have you? But Colin, you've come close once or twice, right? 
my name's always in the discussion. I like to, <laughs> I like to think it's more than a baseball award. So as long as you're showing up to all the night events and uh, you know, stay in everyone's that. good books. Oh, that's hilarious stuff, guys. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna we're gonna transition off some Dom Day stories and talk about um, some various different events and that um but obviously we talked a lot with your parents and uh, about about parker's point and and the cottage and and all that sort of stuff and one of the the big stories that i remember and i don't know who wants to lead it off but the the muskoka tornado story um colin why don't we start with you you were there for that i was actually working for the town of gravenhurst at the time so i was in colin town showed up midway yeah so these two yeah. were at the cottage when it happened so let one of them take it away all right who wants to jump in mike or kev sure um i remember like it was yesterday we were uh classic you know we were having a nice a nice weekend at the cottage it's gonna be full of um you know playing go fish and maybe going for a team run we had danny Coates there we had his buddy rex kevin myself colin was working during the day but he'd be there after I was along with his buddy, and then Bobby Filman was on his way up. So it turned into a nice little weekend, and then we, I guess we wake up Saturday morning, and, you know, there's tornado warnings, and we're like, well, I don't know. That always happens, and not, nothing ever comes of it. We've never really seen a tornado up there, so it might have even just been like a tornado watch. So, you know, we're like, whatever. We're going to have a nice day. It's sunny. So we, we packed my cooler. Yep, just- go ahead wheel it back the night before we went to um cote was renting a cottage i believe is that right yeah yeah over on <laughs> cash yeah we went over. yeah we went over there to see them and i think there were tornado warnings even the night before and i don't know if it was cote or i think hawk <laughs> was with you right yeah hawk <laughs> yeah I someone was warning us cut. someone was letting us know so we were you know, it wasn't like just spur of the moment. It, we kind of knew about it, but like you said, you never think anything of it. You know, it's just another warning. But didn't right. something happen to Hawk as you guys were, were leaving that night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I completely forgot this is the same weekend, but Hawk is, first of all, he has these cargo pants on and he has a beer in every pocket. And he, just, he probably had 10 <laughs> beers on him at all, at all times and he's just handing them out. And, but you guys were on an island, so we had yeah. a boat over, and I think maybe Annan was taking us over in the boat. And <laughs> Hawk pushes us off from the dock, and he just keeps going right into the water. <laughs> just, just midnight or two two in the morning, just falls right in the water. It's classic. <laughs> and he was diving uh, for home plate. Yeah, I that's when, uh, that. yeah, it might have been the same time when Annan was in the boat taking us back and forth, and he hit the same rock both ways there and back. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, he yeah. freaking tagged it. Yeah, uh, no one said he was a good driver. Uh, so, Michael, sorry, I cut you off, but yeah, that was the same. No, weekend. no, that was that was good. Um, yeah, so we're we're playing the cooler game at the cottage, where it's a very sophisticated game. We fill up a cooler, we you know swim it out to the raft, and then we sit there and drink it till it's done, and then we head in. So we're about <laughs> halfway through the game. We're about halfway through the cooler game. And uh, Rick comes out on the on the deck, and he looks over at the sky. He kind of looks at us, and he's like, "You guys might want to come in. Like, it's, it's looking pretty dangerous up there." And, and we're just looking up. We're uh, okay. So I, I got. We're in the eye of the storm. Yeah, it was beautiful out. 
It was calm. Right, uh, it was sunny. right, right before this, right before Rick came out, Rex, Danny's buddy, looks up at these trees and goes, those trees have been up here for a hundred years. They're not coming down. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rick tells us to come in. So we pack up our stuff. We swim in. By the time we get to shore, like the tornado's coming, like stuff's flying everywhere. The canoe's like 20 feet on shore. We're, we're running up and we're getting scared at this point. And Cindy's like yelling at us to get in. But she's like, Mike, go get those floaty things over there. So I, I run in the forest to get them. A tree falls right behind me. I'm like, screw this. I'm risking my life for a $20 floaty. <laughs> I book it back in, jump in the cottage. I look out the front and Rex and Kevin are hanging off the side of the railing like it's Wizard of Oz. Like they're <laughs> in the air, hanging onto the railing. I look over, Danny Coates is on his hands and knees. <laughs> And then we finally get in the cottage and there's trees falling all around us, like, like shit's flying. And Rick, who's the most calm person ever, and maybe just being a firefighter, he's been in these situations. And he's like, Rick, what do we do? And Rick goes, well, not much we can do at this point. <laughs> we're just, You're just pacing. Yeah, we're just scared shitless. And these it was actually uh, Rex. Yeah. Rex had the smartest idea. He said to stand in the doorways you know, where the beams are or whatever. He, but I think Coatsy was on the, was in the pisser and he's, I think he said he, he stopped mid piss. Like the co- whole cottage shook. Yeah. He stopped mid piss to get on his hands and knees and, uh, <laughs> try and call his mom, I think. Yeah. I've like, seen like, like do big, that big trees were falling. They missed the cottage by, you know, 10, five feet away, but it's an old cottage. One of these trees hits it. It's going right to the ground. Like it's not stopping. <clears throat> so luckily it didn't hit us. And then we go outside after and there's trees everywhere. The power lines are down. Um, about half hour later, we see Bobby coming around. Bobby film <laughs> coming around. Uh, he, he, he thought we were all dead. Like his, the look on his face, he's like, is everyone okay? Like he had to park up the road and like walk uh-huh. through all these trees and stuff. And, yeah, we had a few drinks after that night. This and, is uh, great. This is I, great. I remember we were trying to drink and our hands were just shaking like this. Just... Yeah. Well, because we were out yeah. over at that six mile and Dom Dare, Eddie Bacharski took Hawk and ourselves and the wives out for a boat ride. And he's like, ah, that storm's nowhere near us. And like, we, we almost died out in the storm. The water got so choppy and <laughs> It's flying around, and we ended up having a dock at somebody's cottage who allowed us in. Eddie's like, eh, it's going to be okay. Hawk's like, I'm never getting a fucking boat with that guy again. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and it was we went to, I know we went to the bar that night, and Danny was still shaking, I'm pretty sure. And he went up Turtle to the waitress. Yeah, he's like, can we get a pitcher of Red Bull vodka? <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> she's like, I can't legally give that to you. <laughs> Yeah, not all at once, Danny. Uh, that's funny stuff. I I do remember because we were all coming up that weekend, and you know, I think Cote was up there, obviously, but we were up there. The Delmers were staying at our place, and we were still driving up. But the Delmers had gone up earlier, and they were locked out of the cottage. And and I remember my dad saying, "Oh, the storm won't be so bad. They can just wait outside for us." <laughs> and if, thankfully, they had a key to to get into the cottage. But I remember we were driving up. And we had to pull over because it hit us, you know, right before we got up there and drives up and we're like, holy shit, this thing's actually bad. But I, I remember Bobby, it's funny you guys say Bobby, but Bobby called me and he's like, 
you know, cause he was driving up too. And he goes, has anybody heard from my family? I think they're all dead. Like, cause he was, <laughs> he was driving in of course. And he saw the, uh, saw the carnage. the carnage. Right. So it was, uh, it was a pretty big storm, but, uh, yeah, we found some ways to cope afterwards with a couple drinks. Right. Yeah. Cause awesome. Colin, I think you met us at turtle jacks afterwards. So I was working in town and then I think everyone was, Saying like, oh. yeah, we're gonna work some overtime and help clean up this town. And we're like, all right, we'll see ya. Because <laughs> we had to go see if you guys were alive. <laughs> we were like, we were still in like our uh, like work vest too. We were like cutting grass and stuff. So we were coming in, and everyone thought we were like hydro workers trying to like help them out. And their neighbors <laughs> came up to us. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking thirsty. Get out of my way. <laughs> Free drinks. Free drinks yeah. for the yeah. hydro workers. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, and I know this one wasn't on the list, guys, but I'm going to bring it up because you guys talked about Turtle Jacks. But why don't we talk a bit about some of the memories of of getting, you know, drunk up in, in the cottage. Uh, there are some good stories uh, from there. But one of them was us driving to Turtle Jacks. Um, and that night that that went on was with some headlights going out and then getting a ride back. Mike, do you have any recollection of what happened with your headlights as we were going to Turtle Jacks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think my Uncle Dan was driving us from my Nana's place. And then, that be like, Tuesday? Was a, is that Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Oh, okay. Because that yeah, Uncle Dan thing is bullshit. Nobody would yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Keep fucking get with the program. You're yeah. lucky guy. You're lucky yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So Tuesday's yeah. driving us. There we He's go. Driving. Uh, old car you driving one of the ones that i had or maybe me, me and colin shared and and one of the headlights goes out I'm like okay we could still go and then a couple meters later or whatever the second headlight goes out so we can't drive the car and i'm like oh what are the chances and danny goes well pretty good because they're both installed at the same time <laughs> <laughs> But that line was not to be outdone later in the evening, Mike, as we're, we're leaving, leaving the bar. We're all standing outside at the end of the night. And somebody, obviously, we're waiting for Tuesday to come pick us up. And somebody asked us, they were trying to get a cab. But do you remember what that person, how that conversation went? Oh, I think he was trying to get a ride. He, where, where are you guys going? I said, oh, we're going to Nana's. <laughs> Basically, fuck off. <laughs> we're going to nana's yeah everybody knows where that is Jeez. yeah i'm going there too can i get a ride yeah yeah oh it was perfect it was it, the way he said it too was like just fuck you gotta get out of here we're going to nana <laughs> like we had had it at the end of the night but that was that was hilarious that was a lot of fun awesome stuff so guys we're going to talk about um one last trip and um kote i think you were on this trip uh it was the denver trip why don't you hop in and give us some color about what went, what you guys went down to Denver for and what went on on that trip? So I, I, I think it might have been 2015, 2016. I'll, I'll kind of give my version and Mike can probably correct me on some of it. And the other two can't correct on anything, um, even though they were both involved. So Danny and Mike were both playing for the Colorado Mammoth based out of Denver. And so um, Colin flew down with his parents and, and um, Rhea and I went down and so we hung out and it was Easter weekend. And, uh, but as well, uh, Colorado was the first state, I believe in the U S to allow um, legalized marijuana and you could get gummies and all that kind of stuff. So, and Mike, was it, did the, was it an afternoon game? No, I think it was a night game. No. 
it was a night game, but it must have been the next day that the the whole yeah. thing blew up, right? Where uh, I think it was that Easter was, Sunday. Yeah, it Easter blew Sunday, up. and these blew guys up, get okay. these guys get into the. Yeah, we. I think we stayed till Monday, so we had the other the day after, like the Sunday yeah. all day. Yeah, and so Colin and Colin and Kevin try the gummies, and typical like, oh, they're not working. We'll have another, <laughs> and they got just mangled. And the part I remember best was we'd gone because it was Easter Sunday. We we're going to go to dinner at this nice Italian restaurant that a lot of the team used to go to in that, and. Kevin and Colin were disasters. Colin <laughs> couldn't move his arms to eat. He was starving, but his arms were no, paralyzed. No, no, Kevin. No, Kevin. I mean, yeah. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, exactly. And then they, both of them and the people working the restaurant are like, they can't sleep at the table. So they both had their heads on the tables at six o'clock at night. It was absolutely unbelievable. And then we left that restaurant and we, Mike basically had to support Kevin the whole way back to the hotel didn't want to he thought walgreens was a jail not walgreens to this day that's all we say when we see a walgreens so what mike you give your side of the story because it was you couldn't get any more bent out of shape than those two idiots <laughs> oh, it, it was the whole weekend was great and i love how it was easter weekend too but even we had the game the night before and that was the game where our goalie boop we rocked that guy you remember that oh yeah i ran out yeah. and ran the guy yeah. over and this was the night where Colin and Kevin were obviously me and Danny were playing. We weren't drinking or doing anything, but they did the same thing. I remember looking up in the crowd and Colin was just going bananas when the goalie hit. Like I could see him from where from the bench. And then after at the bar, he he was a treat too. He was uh, he got kicked out of the bar. He just kept coming back in, just doing circles. Cindy and Reed tried to take him home. He just kept doing circles. But then uh, yeah, the next morning. That's when that we really got into it. I, I knew it was going to be a good day when, and you were there, Kote. Like we had breakfast reservations at this place for all you can drink mimosas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Well, they didn't have our table ready, so we go over to the Tilted Kilt for a beer at like eight in the morning, and then we go over to breakfast. So the day was off to a good start, and then we were kind of drinking all day, and then we did the gummies, and that's kind of when it hit. It hit Kevin hard. Like, remember we were at the view house and we were playing bag toss and I look over and, and Kevin won't throw the bag back. He's just doing this. He's dancing, like waving his <laughs> arm. I, I couldn't stop laughing, like to save my life. Yeah. Like, we got to get yeah. out of here. Except we got to go to a nice dinner for Easter Sunday. <laughs> that was like the nicest restaurant I've ever been to. Like, well, how are we here? You guys yeah. I, got a, I just remember mangled, I got a full mangled. plate of like chicken parm. It was a nice Italian yeah. place, I think. You idiots. And I couldn't physically move my arm to eat it. I was so hungry. Cindy was so embarrassed. She was just beside herself. She's just like, I can't believe these guys could get that bad. Oh, Kevin's at the table. He's like, oh, I'm so hungry, but I can't eat. I have vertigo. <laughs> yeah, I can't move my arms. I think Colin ate my meal, to be honest. <laughs> He did. And then the walk back, like you say, I was supporting him. I, I think it was Rick and maybe even you or me. We had his hands behind and he thought he was going to jail. Like he thought yeah. he was in handcuffs. He's like, I didn't do it. He's yelling at strangers. They got the wrong guy. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was, it was and, nice. and, 
and Colin, no stranger to being disorderly. What's your recollection of that night? All that checks out. I do remember being in the stadium for that game and seeing your goalie hit the guy and losing my mind. That was like the biggest play. That's when we were having the most fun too. Just with Cody up there and our parents just watching the game. That was a blast. Yeah. And yes, it was. Uh, and then we did the Coors uh, Brewery Tour as well, I believe. That it might even have been the Monday before we left. Uh, out in uh, the one that was out in that other Golden, town. I think. Golden, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. couldn't get enough, could you? you no, get enough. it was a good. It was a good laugh, but man, what a performance! We just we just chuckled the whole way home after what had happened on the Sunday. Awesome. It was good. It was good. Awesome stuff, guys. We're going to get into uh, final thoughts, but is there any more any more stories that you guys want to add before we get into final thoughts? No, they don't want to get embarrassed anymore. All of them have full-time jobs that are probably yeah. going to be gone Monday. Yeah. <laughs> awesome stuff, guys. Yeah. We'll get into fi- some, final star- some final thoughts. Why don't we start with, uh, with you, Mike? Um. Final thoughts is just when I when I think about Dom Day, I think of um, you know it's kind of one of a kind. I've I've never heard of anything else like it. Um, everyone I I tell about it, they want to be a part of it or kind of wish they could come to that weekend. Um, you know, it's been a huge part of my life. Um, you know, like I I can say like I wouldn't be kind of where I am today without Dom Day and the people in Dom Day, um, people supporting me, even going back to like when I was playing hockey. Like, you know, Mike Buda helping me out. Um, you know, Babe, always looking up to you, playing in the NHL. I even saw my my grade eight um, yearbook <clears throat> and I wrote in it, you know, what do you want to do? And I put, um, you know, get a scholarship to Baltimore to play lacrosse. And like, if Donnie, if you hadn't been there, like why, why else would I, would I say that? And just looking up to a lot of you guys, um, you know, like Cote, Dane, Trout, my uncle is always coming to watch the, you know, play lacrosse, play hockey, kind of wherever you go. You always have that support. Everywhere I went, I feel like my dad was introducing me to someone from Rexdale. They're all like, hey, come meet this guy. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Ah, oh, he's from Rexdale, blah, blah, blah. So it was always good. He always felt like he had a, a big friend group and a, and a big family. Um, and just my final thoughts is I hope we can keep this going. You know, I have a son now and I want him to play and uh, kind of grow up with this Dombey family. I think it's just, it's just a great thing. Kevin Woods, final thoughts? Yeah, definitely the connections through my dad. Um, you know, fast forward, I'm, I'm living at Babe's house, like we touched on, and, you know, there's a Dombey connection. Uh, obviously, Donnie had some lacrosse influence there as well. Uh, you know, good buddies with Dan Coates, Cote's son there and hanging out with Derek as well. But yeah, I'd say just all the connections. And then further to that, which got me out to Calgary, Frank, he's a big part of my life too. Kind of took a chance on me a little bit and I took a chance as well, you know, moving to another province and, you know, we had Babe and Frank at our wedding. So there's just a lot of connections, not only on the, the second generation level, but also you know, through my dad and, and his buddies, you know, they almost become your buddies and it's just good to see. And then we're, we're buddies with, with their sons. So, and hopefully we can keep that going. Like Mike said, you know, there's a lot of us since the last time that have had kids and I have a son as well, looking forward to him getting to know everyone and 
looking forward to 15 or 16 years down the road. If I know we'll keep this thing going because we have great people involved that they care and want to keep this thing going. So looking forward to that. And that's, uh, but yeah, I'd just say the people definitely with all the connections that, you know, everyone, everyone cares and that's, what's going to keep this thing going. So, yeah. All in woods, final thoughts. Uh, yeah. So I don't have a son. I'll get that out of the way first. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that you know of that, you know, <laughs> yeah. Of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, like you guys touched on, I mean, even yep, just yep. with the, you know, the younger generation now it's even there's so many of them that just live in Toronto. Like we've gone and, you know, hung out in the park there or talk about going to a Jays game. It's just a, you know, big community. Just, you know, I guess it's might be weird for the, you know, you the older guys to look at, like seeing that, you know, your kids are friends with your friends, kids. So having that community kind of still be tied together is something special. And yeah, over the years, I think I've really started to appreciate Dom day a lot more. I mean, even these other two on the phone, like, you know, we used to share a bedroom and now Kevin lives across the country and we might only really all get together two, three times a year. And one of those times is Dom day. So it's even become even, you know, extra special just from our own uh, family as well. Donnie, final thoughts. Yeah. I, I, you know, so few things, I mean, these, these three talk about being cut from the same cloth. I mean, if you, if you wanted to, to clone, you know, three, three people to uh, grow up and, uh, you know, and kind of become what we were, you know, decades ago, you know, and so coming right from uh, Rick and Cindy, you can just see bits and pieces of them and all these guys and just the way they carry on, you know, and it's just great. And to see that they become uh, successful people uh, in their, in their lives. And, you know, two of the three have found their, their soulmates and uh, you know, it's great. I mean, I can remember, I I told the story, I think on one of the other episodes, I can remember at Remo's one night doing my thing up on top top of the bar and I looked down and the three of them are just, you know, probably as high as the bar top looking up at me, wondering what the hell I'm doing, you know, but now I've got, you know, my son who's now 20, uh, who looks up to them, you know, which is kind of cool. You know, it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I think the support that they talked about from all of the people that they have met in Dom day is huge, you know, and I think that goes throughout the whole, the whole group, the whole, I mean, everybody on the sidelines, on the field, we're all, we're all there to support each other, but these guys, you know, just, you know, just great guys that love to have fun, love, but love to laugh, love to giggle. Don't take themselves too seriously. Uh, They love to be a part of the action and, and having fun. I think just soaking it all up. And, you know, as we're talking here and telling these stories, I mean, that's the first time I ever heard the tornado stuff. It's awesome. You know, and it reminds me of just standing on the sidelines after we've had a few, few pops, maybe at the end of the day, talking in a group and all of a sudden somebody starts telling a story and it's like, this is awesome. You know, you can just picture it, you know? And so, uh, these guys have been great. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, here Mike say, you know, he's got the son now that wants to, you know, he wants to get you be a part of it. I have no doubt he'll be a part of it. You know, it's, and it's great to be able to pass that along. So love these guys. And, uh, all the stories are, are fantastic and there'll be many more I'm sure after this, this summer. So great job guys. Loved it. Okay. Final thoughts. 
I don't want to say too much. We're going to let their heads blow up. So, but uh, no, they're th- three great guys. And I think the neat thing about them, uh, obviously close brothers, but they're all, all have their own very unique personalities and uh, it's absolutely classic that way. And I think I will say that uh, all three of them have uh, established really fine careers uh, in the sales industry and they've all done very well for themselves. So I, I know that you, that uh, Rick and Cindy are very proud of, of what they've accomplished. So it's kind of cool, but uh yeah, Don, they would not be the same on the first base side without the Woods boys as there's always a chuckle there. And the, certainly the hinge on their cooler gets as much workout as fucking any cooler in the whole place. So it's uh, great to have you guys on here tonight and can't wait to get to Dom Day and be able to uh, certainly meet the new families of uh, Mike and Kevin and uh, maybe have one or 17 beers with Colin as well. So great, great to have you guys on tonight. Awesome stuff. Right. Colin, final thoughts. Which Colin? Oh yeah, ball, babe. The, babe. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Wasn't sure. No, I mean these three guys. Uh, it's so neat to to see the growth and uh, you know listen to the stories of the cottage. Brought back memories of you know Cote, myself, Coombs, you know Woody at the cottage. Uh, listen to those things. I mean, you just laugh because you know same you know same spot but different times but same stories. And to see you guys and, you know, your relationship with Derek is really neat because our relationship with, you know, Woody and Cindy. And then, you know, thinking about Kevin, you know, coming out to Calgary, we had a great time. It was so neat and going to his wedding and then seeing, you know, Mike and Kevin and that that next generation, you know, with the boys, I mean, with the kids, you know, I mean, it, it is really neat. And, you know, hopefully we'll all be around to see them play. And then the final thing I just want to add in is, uh, Kevin brought it up, you know, uh, he was the one to move away. I was the one to move away from my two brothers. And we had, you know, we had a great bond. Like we were very close, you know, as Cote said, good bond, but, you know, different personalities and very unique. But when we get back for Dom Day, that's that special time because that might be the only time you get together because you say, hey, you want to get together for Christmas. You want to do this, you want to do that. Um, you know, things change because you do have, you know, other families that you're going to have to deal with. But Dom Day was always that time we said, we're going to get back and we're going to be together. And that's what's so neat about seeing the three of you guys get together at Dom Day and then all of our families getting together at Dom Day. And that's really neat. And I'm, I'm so happy you guys came on. I mean, it's just so much fun. And there's such a, a long history between us. And you know what? Uh, even Colin, if you come out to Calgary, you can stay with us. They got a new TV you can fuck up. Yeah, I was just we'll get a couple say, of yeah. new ones now. Yeah, I'll stay away from the TV. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, I'll just finish quickly with some of my final thoughts. I mean, no, no stranger to these Woods boys. I got to say, like, as far as, you know, my core memories of Dom Day, they're amongst the group with, you know, the Patterson kids, the Filmin boys, uh, the Coates, et cetera. I mean, there are so many stories. And, and I think today was the tip of the iceberg of some of those stories. And it's always exciting, especially for us as second generation guys, when we get to hear the first generation stories, um, the stuff that really is the fabric of Dom day. But then when you get, for me, at least when you get guys like Mike, Kevin and Colin onto this podcast and yeah, our stories, you know, aren't as, you know, eccentric as some of your guys' stuff, but to see the fabric of the friendship that we've built, um, and to see some of the stuff that, you know, that we've been able to build. And, and, and I think that, you know, the thing that I always 
remind myself and what my dad always said is nobody forced us to be friends, but somehow we did all become friends. And I think, you know, that's, that's great to, that's credit to a great community. I would say that that helped raise us and encourage us to be a lot of friends or, or to all be friends. And, you know, as I look at the woods boys, I think there's, they're, they're just a, a big piece of that, that total cog, uh, that total um, community at Dom day. So um, looking forward to many more beers and many more memories. And, and like the, like the guy said, um, you know, looking forward to meeting the third generation. Alrighty, guys, we're going to end it here. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the Dom Day Tales podcast, and we'll see you next week. Something wrong with this beer, eh? Take off. Do it, do it. Oh, good day. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? We're those guys who talk over songs and record, remember? Yeah, here's another one. Beauty, eh? <laughs>